Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Breakfast at Ruby's featuring me, Project Ruby. Hi, everyone. I'm a content creator, a variety content creator here on Twitch and other social medias at Project Ruby everywhere. I do singing, I do talk shows, and I do gaming. Nice to meet you. You're having breakfast with me. You're welcome. Uh, on my right, we have Ash. Hi. Hello. How's I'm it going? Ash. Who are you? Um, I do mostly gaming on YouTube, but you know, I'm I'm, I'm a creative person online, is what I like to say. So yes. Uh, we also have passion. Hello. Hello, my name is Chalora. I'm a drag streamer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm under the team Stream Queens, and I. <laughs> as much entertainment as I can on here of my looks. Oh my god, the tables have turned. And then we oh have no. we have Passion. <laughs> Hi, I'm Passion's Planet and I'm really cool and a uh, beautiful person and um... <laughs> I would not say that about myself. <laughs> I'm saying it about you. <laughs> There you go. Those are my those are my co-hosts. Wonderful people, amazing. Like to turn the tables, like to have some turns and Probably twists. On the spot. I don't know what to say. It's the freaky Friday moment. <laughs> we love that. Um, so, little quarantine update. How's everyone doing? How's this week been so far? It was my birthday, so that was a pretty decent beginning to the week, I should say. Um, I had a lot of fun. I had a, a little stream on my Twitch channel. It was quite fun. And then later this week, I actually have my anniversary. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to be planning something fun for that as well. Hopefully it will be fun. We'll see. Stay tuned. Uh, but other than that, you know, I got back into working out. So I'm, I'm trying to um, I'm trying to do that again, little by little. But um, yeah, how's everyone else's quarantine situation going, Ash? Um, I'm doing good, you know, trying to stay healthy, you know, keep good habits and live my life. Yes. And how and how's that going? <laughs> it's going great. Yeah. You yeah. know, getting better every day, you know. Mm -hmm. stressful timer in and my anxiety is like at a high but taking it day by day and you know being safe absolutely what about you chalora how's quarantine been treating you this past week recently um, i guess it's a lot <laughs> I, I it's difficult to like because you want to like prepare for the worst but at the same time you want to like hope for the best right um so I have a friend who's making me masks for my husband and I. Um, it was his birthday yesterday, so we had like a little at-home thing, um, and like trying to adapt to like an at-home environment when usually it's like a something outside type deal. Mm -hmm. um, it's ticking on my creative mind <laughs> yeah. that I have to do all these things for my other family members too. Um, my grandma just went to the hospital yesterday, but she seems to be doing okay, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Hopefully, it will. Everything will stay good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like she went for heart problems, not coronavirus, so that's good. <laughs> I yeah. mean, in a different way. Not yeah. 
Um, but I need to go to the dentist really badly, and they won't open, so. Yeah, that's, that's rough. <laughs> that's really rough. What about you, Passion? How's the how's the quarantine been for you lately? Um, we had a slight scare last week with my mother showing symptoms, which was fantastic. But it ended up just being general sickness and just the usual kind of like cough and stuff. So that's fine. Um, but she was self quarantining in her room, which was fantastic, and I enjoyed that. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure you did. Annoy outside her door. <laughs> um. Other than that, in the past week, I've kind of, like, returned to streaming, so that's been a great kind of, like, kick for mental health and just generally being organized, and, um, yeah, I'd say it's it's slowly improving for me. It's just coming to terms with um, getting suited with everything and making that the norm rather than everything else I was, you know, knowing and doing before that. Right. So it's looking up, I guess. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean... We're officially hitting the the two month mark because um, March is when everything started going down. So I I think by by now we're all slowly starting to kind of adapt, especially now as like a lot of countries and a lot of places are starting to open again and people are starting to go back to some sort of sense of what normal is. It it's it's definitely now adapting to that and kind of. Um, adapting to living with everything going on because on one side you like I feel like at first we were kind of like how long is this gonna take like what what's gonna happen how we're gonna like are we gonna stay at home forever like how is this gonna go and I feel like now as things are starting to look up a little bit like it's we're, we're kind of adapting and everyone is like wearing masks everybody's well not everyone, but most people, people with common decency are wearing masks and they're trying their best to um, keep situations at a minimum. I definitely, oh my God, I definitely feel those sometimes. Like I hear someone coughing twice. I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> oh no, this is not good. But um, anyway, so yeah. <laughs> like a regular cough and like everyone around just is like... <laughs> <laughs> right giving you the side eye making sure you're coughing into your elbow not spreading those germs regardless i was thinking about it as well like it almost makes you think about how nasty some things were before because it's like now it's like people now are learning how to wash their hands they're like oh you mean to tell me i was supposed to use soap and to actually you know clean all the crevices of my you know in my fingers and all that stuff like yes <laughs> but like oh you mean to tell me i wasn't supposed to like sneeze into like open air like i wasn't supposed to cough into people's faces like i was supposed to like you know cough into a like a napkin or my elbow or whatever like it's like people are learning how to be decent humans now. I'm like, what? Where did this go? And then food places being like, oh, now we're try we're we're being like cleaner and we're taking more precautions. I'm like, um, so what kind of precautions were you taking before? <laughs> it it makes it makes you think, you know. Um, 
But speaking of a recurring kind of topic situation, I kind of want to mention it again because on a recent episode, we, me and Kisos actually talked about uh, America's Next Top Model. There was a little bit of drama there uh, with uh, the first winner actually saying that she never got the prize and stuff like that, or a- at least a- the money part of the prize, which is lovely, you know, <laughs> especially for the first season. It probably wasn't that much money. And so, you know, but regardless... Um, so recently America's Next Top Model has been kind of a trending topic again, uh, because I think the most recent clip that went kind of viral on social media was this clip of one of the contestants who ended up winning that season. Um, and she had a a gap in her teeth and basically they had a makeover episode and people, you know, they were doing the usual thing, like removing some people's braces, which probably not recommended like if that person was wearing braces it was probably for a reason but regardless you know they're dyeing people's hairs they're doing all of the different things and then apparently that season everyone went to the dentist and everyone you know got a little zhuzh up and then she got encouraged to close that gap and when she said no uh there was judging that week and then tyra was like Oh, do you think you're going to be marketable like that? Do you think uh, CoverGirl is going to accept someone like that? Do you think, like, saying all these things and saying that all the people would notice is the gap in her teeth and all that stuff. And obviously, we're in 2020 now, and there actually are models that are known for that. That's actually their thing. That's actually what they're known for. That's their signature, and that and it's being glorified. Everybody loves them. So uh, people kind of opened their eyes to a, a little bit of a harsher reality with America's Next Top Model. But uh, other things included, like, we, and we mentioned this as well in the last time we talked about this, how uh, they've done blackface in a couple of different seasons. Um, they basically stood by as their... I think they only had one trans contestant, and they stood by whenever people were asking them uh, asking her specifically, Isis, they were asking her like very inappropriate questions or very rude and ignorant stuff and just saying weird stuff like in the confessionals and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, what do y'all think about all of this stuff coming out about America's Next Top Model? I'm sure we've been aware here and there of certain things, but like it's a lot. There's a lot of stuff coming out these days. So what do y'all think about this? this entire situation going down. We can start with passion now. I'm not surprised, mm-hmm. to say the least. <laughs> um, I hate that this comes back in batches and then slowly over time people learn rather than everyone just being like, okay, this was trash. We can grow from this at the same time. <laughs> right. It's just like people gradually find out about these things that happened on the show. But then I don't want to excuse the show in any sort of way, but every sort of show in the early 2000s was kind of trash for these sort of things. Mm-hmm. And it's great that we can kind of, like, note it and know that it would never happen now. Um, but, yeah, I can't even, like, watch a lot of early 2000s stuff. Like, I've wanted to rewatch Sex in the City for the longest time, and it's just, like, I don't want to because it's just there's so much transphobia within it. And then even aside from that, there's so much wrong with that show that it's just hard to. And um, I can't imagine what it's like for like people who want to rewatch America's Next Top Model and just sit there as like a black person and just be like, "This is fantastic, love." Just putting <laughs> myself through all of this pain because it's just not great at all. And I've no. seen some of the clips and it's just so, like, 
normalized to just be like, okay, so you're going to be portraying this ethnicity. And it's like, oh, cool, wow. And everyone's like freaking out and being all happy and being like, oh my God, I think I can do this. <laughs> right. So They're like, I got good. this. This challenge is mine to do take. Do you know if Tyra's like responded to anything? Um, okay, so the only thing she has addressed from the show was when the so they did one season i think it was an earlier season and they did the um, like everyone traded races basically which <laughs> in 2020 we all know better but um and then in a later season this was when the show was already like double digits um People, they did a sh uh, they did a, a photo shoot where people, they basically mixed two races or, which I think it's probably even worse. Like they were giving people two different combinations of like different backgrounds and ethnicities and stuff like that, and that one, that that's when like internet forums were more active and that's when social media was starting to be more of a thing. So that caught more heat and that's the only thing Tyra addressed but she basically pulled the card that you know in in a similar way that RuPaul has which is kind of like she was basically like you know as a woman of color I just kind of um I I just want I would never do something that uh would disrespect my race or other people of color she basically went that route of like we wanted to like appreciate other cultures rather than appropriate and and stuff like that and i think it kind of blew over people's heads because i think because the show is aimed at teens i think most of the audience was like oh you know if tyra as a woman of color is saying that then it's probably okay you know like so i i just think that now because we everyone is more aware and social media is obviously much more powerful these days um everyone is more aware but at the same time it's more surprising that she hasn't said anything okay great <laughs> yeah she, she hasn't really addressed anything she only uh talked as well about when winnie harlow talked about how you know she was gonna be she was known anyway or she didn't need the show and but she only really responds to like petty stuff like that, not when the show is actively being criticized. So that's, you know, not the best <laughs> to say the least. Uh, what do you think, Ash? But is this like a recent thing? Like, is this like in recent episodes or uh, I don't know, like. So what, what I, my theory is that because people are in a quarantine, a lot of people, they're going back and watching shows that they liked growing up. So a lot of people are rewatching America's Next Top Model. And uh, they've come across, honestly, clips from old and newer seasons. Because the, the season I'm talking about with the, they mixed people's ethnicities, it was already, it was like, it, it was probably not even 10 years ago. And they had a season where they, they had a girl with alopecia and she talked about like how they, they tried, like they shaved her head for the makeover and how she, they, they at first told her that she was going to get something and then she they shaved her head. So like, it was a whole thing. So I, I understand the, the thing that people say with like, oh, it's an old 
episode or whatever, but, you know, it's resurfacing ra- now kind of thing. So to answer your question, yeah, it's older stuff mixed with newer-ish stuff. And, uh, yeah. I getcha. Well, yeah, I, I mean, this is, like, nothing new for, like, looking back at old things. I feel like a lot of this stuff back during the early 2000s, late 90s is just, like, even music. Like, when you look back and just the things that were sung about and you're just like, yeah. wow, I used to literally jam to that when I was 12. <laughs> right. Anyways, um, so... I, I guess it's just like evolving. Like if we can all evolve as, you know, people, I think that's like the biggest thing of, I guess, just learning from our mistakes. But I don't know. I guess that makes sense that now that everyone's quarantining, they're looking back at like certain shows, you Mm -hmm. know, now that Netflix is, everyone's Netflixing and chilling more often. So yeah, for sure. Do you think Tyra should address it or? I mean, if I was, if things like that were out about me, I mean, I would definitely address it, at least in a way, you know, because I mean, sometimes I feel like no words is like powerful as well, too, Mm -hmm. especially if it's like offending people. For sure. Yeah. Her not saying anything about it does, you know, give off that message that she either doesn't care or she's trying to. I don't know. She, I, I think the the thing is sometimes it, 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 it works because a lot of people call someone out on something. And then if the person doesn't say a thing about it, they have this thing of like, oh, in a week from now, nobody's going to remember. They're going to be talking about something else. So in a way, it almost like doesn't give it too much attention. So she's probably like, because if she responds to it, then there's going to be another batch of headlines saying that, oh, Tyra responded to it. And here's what she said. Do you think it was a, a valid apology? Do you think she should have apologized? Why? How do you think she should have reacted? You know, so I think maybe because I feel like that could be a good tactic too, just so it cools down and then just go like, OK, this is my words. That's what I have to say. Right. Yeah. It was a horrible time, blah, blah, blah. Sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah. What What do you think, Chalora? Oh, sorry. I was just looking up um, just some info. I um, love a research queen. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that Tyra likes to, like, push boundaries and, like, try to, like, get that wow factor that she always does. Like, what's the next thing that I can push? What's the next thing that I right. can exploit almost um but uh, i mean this article is from 2009 when the episode aired i suppose um and she says that she in no way put the top models in blackface she says i'm a black woman i am proud i love my people and the struggle that we have gone through continues and the last thing i would do is uh be a part of something that degraded my race she said she's sorry to anyone who watched Top Model and was offended by the pictures um, because they didn't understand the story behind them. Um, <laughs> she apologizes because that's not her intention. She Her intention was to spread beauty and break down barriers. But like, I don't really think that the intention for this came across through the action of what happened. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> because putting someone Caucasian in a like 
several like shades darker. A model, <laughs> a model who doesn't understand the adversity that someone else went through or would would go through or does go through and saying, okay, this is what you're modeling. It, you know, it, 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 it doesn't make sense. Like, this is why we critique movie directors and, and casting for casting white people in the roles of, you know, of, of other cultures or other people. Right. Like, this is why we talk about that and say that it's not okay because, you know, they're going to, of course they're going to, you know, act and whatever, but like, are they really going to understand that struggle? They can research it, but they might not understand it. Right. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't equal out basically. And so I feel like if you're going to say, okay, we're going to have this model who's Caucasian and we're going to paint them as this other culture now model it. Like, how are they supposed to know what <laughs> that person, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't come out physically. They can only assume, which is not a good thing to assume, right? What that person is going to model like, or you know, because modeling comes out that way. It's like an art form, you know, or a form of expression. Mm -hmm. And so they can't express anything except assumption, and that's not genuine, and that's not what we want, and that's not what anybody should want. Exactly. So I I just think that overall it was not fully fleshed out probably something that tyra was like oh this will get views you know like oh what a cool idea like right no. <laughs> and i i do think it's worth noting that it, it is unfair to put all the blame on tyra because she wasn't the only producer on the show so um she's the face of it so and obviously as a producer She's not just the host of the show, so she, there is a lot of blame put on her, but she was probably not the only one attending those meetings and saying and suggesting these photo shoots and stuff like that. But another mm -hmm. thing that I found interesting is, like, as you were saying, like, with certain movies, they sometimes... Um, they change Loki people's cultures. You know, they will put people, a Caucasian actor playing a role that, you know, that may not be Caucasian. Let's just say that. But the thing with Top Model is that the cast for every season is usually pretty diverse. Yeah. Like, even looking back, like, at shows from that era, like the early 2000s and stuff like that, I would say the top model was one of the first to include a trans person. It was one of the first to include, um, they had lesbian contestants, I think multiple times and they had those storylines. And of course, some of it was like, Oh my God, look at how shocking it is. There's a lesbian. But I think some of it was also like showed a little bit of inclusivity, at least mm -hmm. for, for the standards of that time. Like I'm not saying it was perfect inclusivity, but not in a good way, but just like at least they were there. Exactly. And uh, I, I just think of how powerful it was in um, in I think this was late 2000s by the time that they had a trans contestant. But f the impact that that had, especially as the Internet was starting to take off and for trans girls to look at ISIS and be like, oh, my God, like I can be a model as well. I'm just as valid as the others. I'm just as beautiful. And it doesn't matter. My gender identity doesn't matter, you know. So I, I do think that the show, I want to give it credit for that because they, they always had diverse cast and they always try to do a good job with that. But it's almost like if your show is 
diverse, like why do you want to paint people in a different skin tone if you already have a diverse group of people to pick from that could represent their own culture in a photo shoot, you know? Like, that's the weird part for me. I think if she really wanted to showcase other cultures and diversity and different places and backgrounds and things like that, like, it just would have been a better idea to go to that place with the crew and then be like, okay, today we're going to experience their culture in like a wholesome real way, not like, you know, some tourist garbage. Right. (laughs) um, Experience what they live and how they live and things like that. And then we're going to go do a shoot in a real place. That's not just like the statue of Liberty or something, you know, like a, Mm -hmm. like a monument. Um, I feel I feel like that would give them more of a background to pull from and then they can express it in their own way which is yeah. appreciating the culture instead of replicating it Exactly You would think that Tyra would think that way because <laughs> it's it's really it's really weird because like if you were to look at the show and if it was like an all white production team you would be like of course white people ignorant but like i think the um, tyra and there's like another co-producer i think he's a um i think he's an asian man so i'm just thinking like they're like the two main producers of the show were not white like when like Within all of these meetings, did neither of them think like, hmm, maybe this is culturally ins- insensitive? Like, none of them thought that. But, you know, whatever. But speaking of the beauty standards and, and, and all of that in our culture, um, a recent thing that happened uh, besides my birthday was Adele's birthday. We actually share a birthday. Oh, my God. I'm so proud of that. Oh. Um, and on her birthday post, she... Uh, posted a little picture and she looked very happy and she was talking um, about, you know, her life and stuff like that. And people took that picture and turned it into a weight loss celebration. They turned it into, um, look at how good Adele looks now. So the internet is kind of divided right now. There's the side of people that are celebrating her weight loss because they're like, oh my God, she's healthier now. She, you know, she got that post-divorce thing where she got her life together, quote unquote, and she is doing her thing and she is slaying the game, whatever. And then there's the other part of the internet that is against the celebration of her weight loss because the post wasn't about how she was like, oh my God, I lost all of this weight. I'm so proud of myself. I worked really hard. The post was about her life and it was about her birthday. So people are, there's a part of the internet that is kind of opposed to that celebration because it's saying that, you know, losing weight is more beautiful and that she was beautiful before and she's still beautiful and her weight didn't change anything. So, where would you stand on this conversation of uh, the Adele weight loss conversation? We can start with Chalora this time. Um, I feel like it's not terrible. Like, I feel like we shouldn't be focusing on it. But, like, obviously that's something that 
people are going to see right away, right? And it's kind of just like the first thing that you can think of. Usually when we think of Adele, we think of like a big, beautiful woman. And if she changed how she looks in a drastic way like that, I feel like it's kind of like something easy for people to latch onto and say that's, you know, whoa, that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it shouldn't be like the focus though. Like I feel like, you know, people's bodies change all the time and, but I don't know. Um, I feel like if it's something that she struggled with and that she worked really hard to to do, then there's nothing wrong with showing appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not 100% sure on the whole thing. Like, I don't know, like, if she did this for a reason or if she did this for herself or... Right. Whatever, but I don't know, like... It's her body. She can do what she wants with it. and Yeah, absolutely. You know, we loved her when she was bigger, and I'm sure we'll still love her when she's skinnier. Exactly. Unless she says something problematic. <laughs> well, until, until she decides to be yeah. problematic. Until, until then, we will continue to stand. I'll continue to be proud of sharing a birthday with her, because I already got my disappointment from sharing a birthday with Chris Brown. We don't need to get into oh, that. No. But yeah, so <laughs> can't be proud about that one. Um, what do you think, Passion? I mean, I've known she's been skinty for like a year or two now. Yeah. Because I've, I've seen photos of her like attending parties. When this was posted, I was just like, oh, she looks snatched. Cool. Miss Rowan in a deeper server once again. So it's no like <laughs> surprise to me. But um. The locals are, of course, going to, like, eat it up the second that she posts something skinny because she's, of course, more, I guess, um, digestible in a way as an artist because people prefer skinnier artists. And that's something that's deeply rooted inside of our culture, unfortunately. Um, But, yeah, I mean, she's been through, like, she's currently going through a divorce and everything. So Mm -hmm. I can't really, like, blame the girl for doing whatever she wishes to do i mean she's she's got a child she's settling like a divorce um i know there's like a a messy like prenup situation that's happening as well i think mm-hmm. so it's it's i'm happy that she seems happy she was smiling in the photos so that's all you can like wish the best of um but yeah i'm just ready for her to kind of like serve the music because the way that she was looking made me kind of think like hmm, maybe she's like up to something here and she's going to deliver some bops or something because she's been in the studio for a while now so i'm just wondering if she's cooking up stuff Mm -hmm. so i don't know i didn't really focus on like the weight so much because i've already like been familiarized that she's a lot skinnier now so it wasn't like a surprise to me but i'm i'm cool with it if she's happy with it and it's not affecting her in any sort of like negative way yeah stan twitter already knew because there's already been tons of pictures of her like in parties exiting clubs and stuff like that and people were like yes like around halloween when she was at a party yeah because she had like um she was she had like a snatched like little outfit and she was like people were like wow like she's like she's showing skin like she usually is so conservative with the way that she dresses but people were like wow look at her so yeah, I I think what a, a little bit of the conversation that concerns me a little bit is how people have an assumption that 
and and this is not a this is not a um, like I don't know I don't I'm just I'm, I don't know how to go about it but basically before her weight loss people took her quote unquote seriously right her career was like oh she's the average woman she sings beautiful songs that appeal to everyone whatever whatever and it seems like people as a whole like people almost want her to become like the sex kitten sort of situation they want her to be the like a, a pop star now it, it, like she's technically in pop culture because her her music is really popular but i think people almost want her to go that route because she's skinnier almost saying that you know if someone is heavier they're not palatable for that kind of music or they're not supposed to do that kind of music or they can't sell that kind of music uh so it kind of concerns me that a little bit uh but at the same time i would totally be down for some upbeat stuff from her and to kind of see a different side of her um because but that's just me i don't really like like the music that is too kind of like depressing or we're talking like oh we're sad after a breakup sort of situation like i i just prefer the more upbeat kind of sound and stuff like that and um but if she decides to go in that pop route and she decides to be a pop queen and stand and like stan twitter twitter will like be all over her and i will as well cuz she also she always does she always makes amazing music so at the end of the day, I don't really care. I'm just kind of concerned about the message that that kind of, you know, conversation could have on people. Because I've already seen people um, talk about how this is very triggering. The fact that people, you know, see a photo of Adele and they're like, the only thing that they talk about is her weight. You know what I mean? But what do you think, Ash? I mean, on the other side of the coin, there's, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like she knows, I mean, she's a celebrity at this point, like she's been through it. Um, and I feel like, um, the thing is, I feel like, um, no matter what, there's going to be people who say stuff about, you know, people's weight, whether they're big, small. Um, and, um, I think, uh, what's most important I think is a lot of people it's more just like I, I I got into the conversation and I heard someone talking about it how like they their experience with like losing weight on like publicly and just like people always coming up to them and being like oh you're looking good you know and stuff like that and how like oh did I look bad before and how you kind of get that kind of um how they kind of felt that at first but then they kind of realized that like you know what, I kind of like these compliments because it's like, yeah, I'm working hard, you know, like I, right. I, I'm working hard to be where I want to be and be the body type I want to be or whatever it is. And for people to come and, you know, say these things to me, yeah, I'll take, I'll take the compliments, you know, because I am working hard. And I think a, a lot of people, when they do say these compliments is not, I mean, for the majority, you know, of nice people, you right. know, we're not like, <laughs> Oh my god you look so good like you it wasn't we're not saying like oh you were bad before we're just like complimenting you on like hard work and dedication because i know for me like i i me working out i try and do it and try and make it a habit but you know it never happened so <laughs> if i ever see anyone you know doing it for themselves i'm like wow that's 
you know, some awesome stuff that you're doing there and um, congratulations. So um, I don't know. I think, I think there's obviously good and bad to everything, but I think focusing on the good is what's most important and just, you know, loving everyone and their bodies, no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, just to share quickly in chat, we have uh, we have Valley who said, uh, whatever reason Adele did her weight loss journey for, uh, like good for her. What's sad is that people would stop supporting her because she lost weight. Uh, she's a singer, not a model. We should focus on her talent, not her looks. Um, and she also added, weight loss is tough and a journey. Uh, if you choose to go down that route, it's nice to hear the compliments. I know I love it when people notice my fitness gains or notice I'm eating healthier. So I think it definitely, it, it probably depends on the person's experience and the person's standpoint. Because um, a couple of the reactions that I saw, and this was more on like uh, other streamer friends and mutuals and stuff, that they had the opposite where they never feel like, they're at the right weight or they, they never feel like they're at the right size or whatever it may be because they always they grew up kind of uh listening to basically skinny people getting praised always and being told that that's what's beautiful and that's what's appealing and that's what everyone like people want to date that person people you know want to listen to music from that person all of that different all those different aspects and then they go through a, a weight loss journey and then people still focus on their weight. You know what I mean? It's almost like uh, I think in some perspectives and obviously I can't speak for other people's experience. But from what I've seen, it's I think some of the conversation is about how they lost the weight to kind of get rid of that conversation altogether and to just be, quote unquote, normal. But it becomes a conversation about how they lost weight and how amazing they are and how healthy they are even though it's also important to note that losing weight doesn't mean it's healthier you can like people people just have different body types you can be 100 percent healthy and be completely different size from the person sitting next to you so it, it's also important to note that but good on her she looks happy that's kind of the the main thing that i also would like to focus on because I personally didn't have a problem with her gaining or losing weight. I personally just want her to put out music that I enjoy. And that's all that I care about. Um, and, um, you know, I, I just think as long as she's happy, then awesome. And I hope to see continued happiness from her. And um, hopefully some awesome music because we need that, Adele. <laughs> we, need some, uh, we need some awesome music. Um, but a, a good, um, a good kind of question, I guess, that I, that I have from, um, from this conversation is uh, a point that was brought up by, by Valley about how she's a singer, not a model. We should focus on her talent, not her looks. Uh, do you think generally speaking, um, when it comes to music, when it comes to entertainment, do you think that looks is still a big part of the equation when it comes to someone being successful or when it comes to people gaining more traction in whatever industry it may be do you think looks is still a portion of it like no matter how much we kind of emphasize that you know everyone everyone's beautiful and no matter their you know height their skin tone their weight like anything but do you think even though we're in 2020 do you think there's still 
that's still something that people get judged by or not judged by, but do you think that's still a factor when it comes to people being selected for opportunities or when it comes to people succeeding in whatever industry they're from? What do you think? We can start with Ash on this one. You're muted. <laughs> You're still muted. <laughs> can you hear me now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, no, no, no. Yeah. So, like, I feel like definitely um, it's definitely a thing, but like, also, we, what was the question? <laughs> do, you, like, do, do you think, um, because the, the conversation is um, focusing on the person's talent rather than their looks, but do you think that's an actual thing that happens? Like, do you think looks are, is still like a big portion of people's identity or success or whatever? I mean, I think it can be depending on like the industry and like what you're going into. But I feel like even then, like, I feel like, nowadays it's just like it's not even more looks rather than just like branding i feel like i feel like if you can just like brand yourself really well no matter how it is it's kind of you can do anything you know i don't feel like looks are so much of a thing rather than just like making good stuff nowadays but like i mean i guess it does in a lot of ways maybe is a lot easier i guess but like i don't know I don't like to think that way. I just like to think like everyone has amazing stuff to share, no matter how they look or who they are. So I don't know. Yeah, I can I can see that. I think from um from an internet kind of perspective, because that's our perspective. We 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 kind of work from that. There there, I, I think in one way there isn't there there is definitely more of a place for everyone online than there is in mainstream, I feel. Um, but at the same time, I do still think that there is a little bit of a bias. Um, and I think a lot of it is um, people's looks. And I think some of it, I mean, from the perspective of someone in the LGBTQIA community uh, and streaming on that, I, I definitely see that some of my counterparts get more success and they get more um, of an audience because they they are more of a gym person and they you know show it off on their social media and they're ripped and they look gorgeous and all that stuff and I do think that when it comes to even when it comes to your brand I do feel like sometimes people could be making good content but it gets overlooked maybe by the way that they look because honestly speaking, I, I, I do think that, for example, when it comes to Twitch, uh, speaking from that perspective, uh, if you still like I know that a lot of people don't go to the front page, but people who just go to Twitch.tv, a lot of the creators that are featured are people that are usually white. And I don't think it's mainly on Twitch. I don't think it's a thing of like if. I don't think weight and height and all of that stuff really matters because at the end of the day, everyone is just sitting on their computer and doing stuff for the most part. Um, but I do think that there is a little bit of a racial bias. And sometimes even like if you're a male streamer, you get more opportunities than a female streamer or anyone in the LGBTQIA community that doesn't identify as either male or female. 
Um, I still think we are suffering a little bit from the that syndrome of like, oh, it's um, it's Women's Month, so now let's feature women. And like for this month, I think it's um, it it's something to do. I don't know the full name of the thing, but they're featuring Asian creators on Twitch, for example. And it's like, where are those people the rest of the year? Are why are you not? you know, really promoting them the rest of the year. And I know this is going more into like a racial kind of thing. And, um, but I do think that people's looks affect how they succeed, unfortunately. Um, but I don't know, maybe it's just that I have a different perspective and maybe I, I, I look at it more negatively, I guess, but I don't know. What, what do you think, Chilora? Um, I definitely think that image is a big part of like branding like especially if you're putting yourself out there for something that's being marketed typically that's why you say like oh that's not marketable but i mean just because some big wig doesn't think that something's marketable doesn't mean that it's it that that's the end all you know mm -hmm. if you think that it's marketable that's your brand right and that's your decision um if people want to like put emphasis on it or people want to use it for whatever, then, you know, that's a choice. And that's something that you have to kind of decide whether that's choosing it um, on purpose or whether it's not chosen at all. It's still something that you've done as a, as a, let's say an executive decision. Uh, it's basically like the same as PR, like whether you're acknowledging it or not, you're responding to something in a certain way that's your public relation mm -hmm. so whether you're you know three followers or five million you know yeah that's your response and um so in the same way that's people's image you know do i want to look like this or do i want to look like that when i say things you know that's an image too when you post something online whether it's a picture or just text that's an image um because everybody is prejudiced in a different way or another you know a lot of people even myself like i'm like i don't want to be prejudiced about anybody but we always have prejudices and it's something we all work on together to not be prejudiced about other people but it's always going to be in the back of our minds you know like oh, that person has messy hair, they don't take care of themselves, or, you know, whatever it is that you think about their messy hair, it says something in our brains, mm -hmm. and that's our prejudice. So um, knowing that and acknowledging that is what we discuss when we think about, like, what's marketable image or what our branding is. Um, I think in discussion with the white people on front page and things like that, like, I think that and like something important for them to do is acknowledging the privilege and sharing the stage with other people or making it uh making it uh what's the word <laughs> um giving access to other people that definitely deserve it and that are being ignored based on, you know, racial bias or or whatever bias they think is going on or, you know, um, 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, when you see something happening, like, let's say it's all white people on the front page for the past week, you know, and let's say I have a front page spot, I'll be like, okay, I think that someone else deserves this spot, you know, like, I, of course, like, if it's your first time on front page, that's totally different, because you're like, well, finally, I get my spot, you know, <laughs> you work hard for it. But um, I think it's definitely a decision that needs to be thought of when those kinds of things happen to really make an effort and a statement um, that's positive and resonates with people to make the difference we want to see in in the in the platform or in the world. So, I think that's another image or that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. From the perspective of uh, of branding, that's totally that's totally valid, especially. Uh, as you said, like when given an opportunity, I think I think a lot of people acknowledge, like not acknowledge, but uh, people understand when they are privileged. They understand mm -hmm. that sometimes they're like, okay, yeah, I'm getting these amount of viewers or th this these amount of retweets because I was shirtless on that picture or because yeah. I look a certain way or because I talk a certain way or whatever it is. Like people, like no matter what their level of awareness, I think they're still there's there there is a level of awareness no matter if they are 100% aware of it or 10% aware of it there, there's still an awareness I would hope um, and I think acknowledging that as well like when given an opportunity to like speak at an event or to be in, in a front page for anything or whatever like you can use that time to uplift others you know like I think it's so easy for someone to just take their hour on front page and do their thing and not promote anyone but I think it's such a boss move for someone to be like, you know what, let me do a collaboration with someone I think really deserves this as well. And let me do a duo stream with them and let me well, show them on my channel, you know? Yeah, that's basically what, I, what I'm saying. Like, mm -hmm. there's no reason, like, it's your spot, right? They gave it to you. You can do whatever you want with it. And what you do with it really says things about you as a, as a creator, as a brand, as a person. Um, so if you... You know, like, like, let's say I have a friend who I think deserves the spotlight. Like, there's no reason that, you know, I still can't use it because mm -hmm. I've never been on the front page. But let's invite my friend and we'll do each other's makeup. Or let's invite my friend and we'll do the no mirror challenge or, you know, whatever. Because yeah. I think that they deserve the spotlight when they've been ignored or, you know, whatever based on if I think it's based on like prejudice or whatever it is, like, like I said, with um, my friend who speaks Spanish, like how he was saying, like, he feels discouraged speaking Spanish, so he doesn't speak it on his channel anymore. Like, I think that's gross that yeah. he has to feel that way. So maybe I would invite him on and we learn Spanish together because I'm still trying to learn it. Like, yeah. And it'll be like the freaking spanish learning hour because i think that's cool absolutely and i think that people should really adapt and think about language i think it's fun i think it's really cool and i think that you know the more languages we know the more we can communicate and communicating is really important and that's how you make friends and um yeah yeah it, it's it's funny you mentioned that because that was actually something that um people who speak multiple languages 
that's actually something that is in the back of our minds. Because um, for people who don't know, I'm I'm Portuguese, so uh, I remember. Before <laughs> I know, shocking. So like everybody is like, what do you mean? What? Um, <laughs> but um, I remember before I started my YouTube channel because that was the first thing I started doing with content. I thought about. It. I was like, do I make it in Portuguese? Do I make it in English? And I think there's still this thing where you. A lot of people feel more encouraged to do stuff in English because they feel as though like it will in, it will reach more people. It will, you know, because it's it's less likely that someone speaking any language other than English will get promoted by that by a specific platform because a lot of people I, I think English is still like, like in the in the higher spots when it comes to like the the most spoken language around the world so it's it's important to note that as well but it's definitely something that we we think about as well because sometimes we think oh should i speak like english and my native language at the same time on stream and kind of have that back and forth and like there's definitely that discussion as well that goes into your branding as well um what do you think about this we've been talking a lot of passion what do you think <laughs> I don't really have anything to add because I feel like Laura made a lot of good points for this. So Thanks. just generally adding on, it's just, yeah. I just feel like people should just be open to giving opportunities to people who are less fortunate or may not get the attention because they're minorities. It's pretty much an easy core and even people who um, may not fit the social norms of attraction to certain people's eyes. It's just an easy thing to just be like, here you go. You don't get attention for your craft. It's easy enough to promote it. The same goes for um, stretching onto like artists and stuff. It's easy enough to just promote people who may not be given a shot just because, you know, to put it flat out, they may be ugly. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> other people may just look at their work and just be like, well, you're not attractive. What's the point of paying you any mind, even if it's just like music or if it's art? It's just to some people, they just won't give it like their two cents or even just like, a lick of a stream just because they don't care for their beauty in any sort of way yeah. so i just feel like people just need to uplift more people more often and just you know promote when you can and notice when people are maybe not necessarily like as a as a pity thing but just more of a moral support thing of just recognizing that the system is absolutely fucked and that we do rely on it being attraction mostly which sucks yeah, so that's all I have. Totally, like it, it, it definitely makes sense. And I also want to add that um, if you're that person that you know gets more opportunities because of your looks, or you um, maybe you get more of an audience because of the way you look and stuff like that, I don't think I think I can speak for everyone when I say that we're not invalidating that because obviously your success is your success and you deserve it because if you didn't deserve it, you wouldn't have it. But I think the thing is more like um, speaking from the other perspectives of people who don't get those opportunities and people who don't get those experiences and um, just... I figured I, I would say that because I already know that some people have that mentality of like, oh, you're just jealous because you're ugly or you're just jealous because you don't, 
you know, you don't have a six pack or you're just jealous because this and that. Like it doesn't it, this conversation is not coming from a place of we want to be this person or we want to be like this person, because if we wanted to be like someone else, we would, you know, we would just be like them and we would work hard to be that way. But uh, it's more like speaking from a, an authenticity kind of place and from a personal brand kind of place. Um, it's definitely, um, it can be challenging. Like passion said, the system is definitely uh, all over the place to, to put it kindly. So, um, yeah. Uh, but with that, with that being said, support your, your, the people who are doing awesome things and, um, support these people. Where can people find you passion? Where can people support you? They can't. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Passions Planet on every single thing. That would yes. be on Switch, Twitter, OnlyFans, YouTube, just anywhere. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to spill a little about your recent comeback and how that's been and uh, what content people can expect? Yeah, cracked content pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> just doing a whole lot of like ritual based stuff and not necessarily like 80s stuff, just more like early 2000s, like a time capsule of just like barbie games and brats games and um funny enough like america's next top model the video game which doesn't feature problematic tara banks <laughs> so we can celebrate that one um and yeah just generally things that people wouldn't necessarily run to stream and i just want to kind of provide stuff that usually people who would be under the queer umbrella specifically like the trans umbrella wouldn't necessarily stream and just try to vouch out to a demographic that wouldn't usually take in that audience so that's that for me Yes, we love that. What about you, Chalora? Where can people find you? What content can they expect? All that fun stuff. Um, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Chalora, on Instagram at Chalora Flora, on Twitter at Chalora with a zero and seven O. And currently I am working on a lot of paper crafting projects, um, kind of cosplay stuff. Yeah. Um, but that'll be over soon, thank God. My fingers are tired. Um, <laughs> after that, I will be working on my big project that I needed to be working on this whole time, but I haven't been, so sorry. <laughs> Just casually procrastinating, starting a new project so you can procrastinate on the first one. You know, <laughs> exactly. Relatable. <laughs> working hard on something else. <laughs> it's self-care, truly. Uh, what about you, Ash? Where can people find you? What's your content like? All that fun stuff. You're muted. You can find me astronaut anywhere. Um, and currently, right now, I'm just kind of focusing on um, recording, and that's just like my goal. Just like recording things, I'm not even touching the editing software. Um, <laughs> so, just doing tunnel vision because I feel like when I have when I think of the whole project, it like makes me anxious. So when mm. I just like focus. I just need to record this one thing after that, done. So that's yeah. my current status. That's a good mindset. I definitely could take, I could, definitely could learn from that for sure. But you can find me at Project Ruby everywhere, Instagram, the Project Ruby. Um, my content is, um, is a triad of things. I do singing, I do gaming, and I do talk shows. So uh, it's, uh, it's a good old time. It's basically those three things from a queer perspective. So uh, 
Um, also, you can expect some um, some things that I feel like others aren't really doing when it comes to those three aspects and uh, just trying my best here. So, hey, if you're listening to this on, on Spotify or any um, podcast platform, we're now on a bunch of platforms, which is great. We're not just on Spotify and YouTube anymore. Um, make sure to support the the podcast, support the stream if you're watching this live on Twitch, support the YouTube video, the YouTube channel, support all these amazing people. And uh, we'll see you next time for another episode of Breakfast at Ruby's. Bye, everyone.